Welcome to Mindset, a guide to getting out of your own way and a blueprint for professional success. Today, neuroscientist Shelley Lazlett is here to help us understand and obliterate overwhelm. I would probably say I have a fun tendency to overbook myself (laughs) and in doing so, uh, I say yes to too many things and then it all piles up and I start to lose control of the calendar and then it all just gets very overwhelming and um, I'm not sleeping because I'm stressed thinking about what's coming next but then because I'm not sleeping I'm naturally not feeling my best so then it's just an endless cycle of exhaustion and anxiety. Shelley, I want to talk about when you're considering a new professional move. Maybe it's returning after a career break, maybe it's a new role, maybe it's retraining in a new industry altogether. But you know the change is going to be difficult and you're feeling overwhelmed because of everything else that's going on in your life. How do you decide whether or not you should take that leap? Yeah, so timing is everything. I would say that you know your situation better than anybody else will. I think we going to talk necessarily a little bit about apprehension and procrastination a little bit later on. So I'll park that for now. But I think overwhelm, it comes back to first principles. We need to silence the critic and the noise and we need to remind ourselves we're still on the platform. We're not yet on the train and we're not yet at the destination. So if you're panicking and worrying about the future, that's what you will generate. Your brain will seek to find data points to validate why this might or might not happen or I can't do it because of this. What we need to do is break down the overwhelm. We need to come back into the moment, one thing at a time, this moment, this day, what do I need to do right now? Prioritize and remind yourself actually that you are in control. Overwhelm generally stipulates when we feel really out of control. Remember our minds are a pattern and connection recognition machine. We want to be able to predict. Overwhelm comes when there's too many things that we can't break down and we can't put into a sequential or or I guess comprehensive order that we understand. So, First of all, we've got to silence the critic or silence the noise. Remember, if it's sort of a conversation or it's a voice or it's a it's a song you don't want to listen to, you just skip it. So park the things that are getting in the way that are just creating noise. And noise can be, well, what about this? And how would I go pick up the kids? And what would that that's that's noise. Okay, what do I need to do right now? Is this role the right thing for me? Right. If I did take this role? What are the things that I would do to ensure I could still be there for school pickup and drop off? Or what are the things I would do to make sure that I wouldn't have late night calls? Whatever it is, that's problem solving. That's reducing the overwhelm. That's thinking through the scenarios. And get really basic. Make a list. What are the reasons this supports what I want? What's the for? What's the against? And of the against, if I look at the reasons why, can I practically address any of those challenges? Could I do it so that, you know, my partner does the pickup or there's grandparents or there's nannies or there's family friends? Is there a way it can actually work? So that's problem solving. That's not getting overwhelmed. So that list is really important. And then once you have that list, kind of investigate it a little further. So if those negatives, those against, are they stories you've told yourselves? Are they beliefs about what other people might think and feel? Or are they actual practical realities about why this might not be the right time to execute on this idea. Because if they're things that you're worried about what other people will think, you have to ask yourself a really clear question. What would I need to make this happen? What would I need to make this work? What do I need to do? What can I actually control here? So if the dream job's amazing, but it requires you to move to Geneva and that's not practical, that's not practical. 
you know, an advert commas dream job. Beware of dream jobs. When people talk about dream jobs, I just feel apprehension in me. I'm like, you either have an understanding that there's nothing negative about this position, in which case, you know, there'll be a hard downfall on the other side because all workplaces have their challenges or a dream job is this point in time and it's actually what you mean is it's the right job for right now. But obviously that doesn't sound as sexy as dream job. So I get why people say it. Um, And it's also the playing through the scenarios. So if I could remedy all those things that were the against, how would I feel? Would I actually feel overwhelmed about this or would I feel quite comforted? And if you can remedy, you can find practical solutions for those against, but you still feel overwhelmed and you still feel uncomfortable, then you need to dig a little deeper. You know, it might look good on paper. It might look like the right job, but I just don't, it doesn't feel right. You know, there's been times that I've had fantastic opportunities, fortunately, put in front of me that look great, but I'm like, I just don't care. I just don't care about that product. I'm just not excited about it. I'm just not motivated to want to work on that thing. That's an amazing opportunity. That's an amazing gig, but I just don't care in the same way that I care about this other stuff. And when I say I don't care, it's not like I don't care at all. It's just I'm not motivated. And what I know is that if I'm not motivated, all the really cool things, salary, location, perks, people, some of that's going to rub off and I'm going to get that inherent graining in myself that I'm not being true to myself, that I'm not being honest, and that's going to make things worse for me. I'm going to get that really uncomfortable feeling. So that process is just about understanding Am I overwhelmed because I don't know how it's going to work or am I overwhelmed because I'm worried it's the wrong decision? And those things are a bit different. So that process is just about working out which one it is and then choosing the right path from there. Okay, so the flip side of that hesitation for me is determination, being committed to the long-term goal, even if it's tricky and even if you get some setbacks in the short term. What are your strategies for doing that? Yeah, so determination is, is good and bad. You know, like determination versus headstrong, stubborn, you know, it's actually the same thing. It just depends on how you dress it up. So what I want to say there is that any strength overplayed becomes a weakness. I think blind determination, like the pursuit of your goals, independent of everything else. So sacrificing my care responsibility, sacrificing how I feel at home, sacrificing the person I want to be to my family and friends and my community, that level of determination can be quite detrimental. So it doesn't mean that that dream isn't important. It just means that it has to be balanced with the existing arenas, the places that you already are and the impacts to them. Now, I think I'm guilty of this. So sometimes I can become too determined as well. Like I sometimes am blind in this pursuit of my determined ideas. And then I have to kind of check myself and be like, oh, hang on, you're not turning up in the places that you said you would turn up and you're not being the version of you that you want to. Is this thing as important right now? Does it need to take up all of this airtime and energy right now? So, Determination, if we think about it, if we go back to what I was talking about with Angela Duckworth's doctrine of grit, it's just perseverance. But it's knowing that that determination doesn't have to be at a 10 all the time. Sometimes it's going to be at a 2. Sometimes it can be at a 5. Sometimes it can be at a 1. And all of that is okay. It doesn't mean that you're not determined and you just have to like whip yourself into gear and drive hard at it like you've never driven before. It just means that it has to be balanced in relation to the other things that you now need to do and the other sort of roles that you play in your life now. It's quite easy to be that determined, you know, when you're younger and you don't have those responsibilities. And it's equally, you know, easy to be determined when you feel like you don't have anybody else to think about except yourself. So the determination part is it just has to be 
balanced. Right. And if you take your foot off the accelerator for a period of time and you don't go 100 miles an hour, it doesn't mean you're less determined or you're less likely to succeed. It's just about pace. It's about marathon pace, not sprint pace. Okay, let's talk about growth mindsets. I feel like it's a term most of us have probably heard at some point. What is a growth mindset and how do you build one? Yeah, so I think um, in popular times, mindset has lost a lot of meaning and in some cases sort of like gets completely taken out of concept. Like it's used as, oh, I'm really suffering. I'm having a hard time. Oh, you just need the right mindset. But when I'm talking about mindset and what I'm about to explain does not apply to that situation. Mindset isn't this blanket or you just need X mindset and all your problems will go away and everything will get easier. Mindset simply means the way we view things and our perspective, which frames our thinking and thereby sort of influences what we see and how we behave. When we're talking about growth mindset, it comes from a lady called Carol Dweck. And Dweck's book about growth mindset, it's uh, called Growth Mindset, The New Psychology for Success, is all about how do you position yourself into an opportunity to learn versus trying to be right from fear of failure. I think poor Dweck as an author has probably suffered the price of popularity where people take her doctrine out of context constantly. And we often see it um, in neoliberal democracies where it's just like, you just have to try harder and just ignore all those structural inequalities and challenges that are in your way. That's not what growth mindset is. What we're talking about in growth mindset is we basically believe that uh, people with their most basic abilities have developed through hard work and that Brains and talents are just the starting point. You know, who you are is just the starting point. But what we actually do through a growth mindset is this belief in getting better, this belief in these are opportunities to develop, to enhance, to grow, to adapt. These are not opportunities for me to fail as a person and therefore fail in what I'm doing. Fundamentally, a growth mindset is a belief in getting better, not being perfect because perfect doesn't exist. In our next episode, join Helen McCabe and Jamila Rizvi as they share how they cope with overwhelm and how they forge a sense of decisiveness. Focus on your why. When things are getting tough, it's easy to lose sight of why you just started doing something in the first place. Your why is the reason behind your goals. It's not the goal itself. It's the reason you're pursuing the goal. So your why is what's going to keep you going when things get hard, when they get challenging, and it's what's going to give you some real determination to keep pushing things forward. Mindset is created by FW Jobs Academy with support from the Australian Government's Office for Women. FW champions gender equality in Australian workplaces through professional development, advocacy and community. If you'd like to know more, go to futurewomen.com or find out how to register for our Jobs Academy at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com.